Hello and welcome back to another episode of Gigs and Distance Football Podcast. This is your host, Elijah Lippert, a.k.a. Franchise. This time we will get you real audio. Sorry, the first couple weeks haven't gone as planned in that regard, but um, I appreciate you coming along for the ride, so to speak, and anybody that will listen to this podcast. Um, All the listeners whether you've listened multiple times, whether you're a regular, whether it's your first time, I appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you. Um, As always, we will record or we will recap last week's picks. Uh, I will go through what we, uh, our picks for this week, um, the updated standings in the picks, etc. And, uh, because I haven't got anything on audio for you guys yet uh, this year, um, it'll probably be a longer podcast today as well, but hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you. All right, back with you, Colton. So... Just to recap last week. So just to recap last week, I got Colton Moss on with me. Um, The other guys weren't available as of yet, Um, but at least we'll get some audio out there for you guys this time. Uh, So last week we had Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco was favored by nine and a half. San Francisco won 27-7. Colton had San Francisco to cover. Noah, myself, Ethan, and Scott all had Seattle to cover. So Colton was the only one who got that one right. Um, Then we had Arizona at Las Vegas. Las Vegas was favored by five and a half. Arizona, sadly, for me, but not for Ethan. 129 to 23. Uh, my guy Hunter Renfro, who is normally very reliable, fumbled twice. Um, I think it was, yeah, in overtime. Um, the second time cost them, and that's what cost them the game. Um, but anyway, because uh, so because it went the other way. But anyway, Las Vegas was favored by five and a half. Arizona won 29 to 23. <clears throat> Colton, Noah, and myself all went with Vegas to cover. Ethan had Arizona to cover. Scott had Las Vegas to cover. So Ethan is the only one who got that one. Then we had Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay was favored by 10. Green Bay won 27 to 10. Colton had Green Bay to cover. Noah, myself, and Ethan had Chicago to cover. Scott had Green Bay to cover. So Scott and Colton got those, or that one. Then we had Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo was favored by 10. Buffalo won 41 to 7. Colton, Noah, myself, and Ethan all had Buffalo to cover. Scott had Tennessee to cover, so Scott is the only one who didn't get a point on that one. Then we had Minnesota at Philadelphia. Philadelphia was favored by 1. Colton took Philadelphia to cover, so did Scott. The 
other three of us had Minnesota for double. Um, and so Colton and Scott got that one right. So in the updated standings going into this week, um, Colton got four last week. So he's at five now after only getting one week one. Noah only got one this week, so he's at four now. Myself only got one, so I'm also at four. Scott got two, but he's now at four. And Ethan got two and keeps his lead, though it's very slim lead, but he's at six. So once again, we have Scott at four, myself at four, Noah at four, Colton at five, and Ethan at six going into this week. Um, this week, we're doing six games. Uh, the first week, we did four. Last week, we did five. Now we're doing six, um, including the Gopher Michigan State game, which we all texted or picked for that one. Um, but anyway, we got Buffalo at Miami, and Buffalo is favored by five and a half on the road. And Colton, you can start us off. What was the point spread again? You said five and a half? Buffalo by five and a half. Miami did very well last last week. They're doing they're doing well shockingly. Buffalo's doing even better just by how they played against uh Tennessee last week, which that, that shocked me. I think it probably shocked you and everyone else. But... I did. By the way, I see the spread change to four and a half from when I um, from when I wrote down the spread. But because the guys who didn't answer, I left the voicemail with the spreads that I had written down. Even though it technically changed, we're going to keep it at the five and a half. Because that's what it was when I wrote it down. And you, and you said Buffalo, correct? Yeah, Buffalo's favorite. This one's tough because there's two good teams. One, one's even better than the other by a long shot. I'm talking about Buffalo's a little bit better than Miami. Um, part of me wants to take Miami just because they have Tyreek Hill and and two of playing very well with Terry Kill and Terry Kill is doing very good. Um give me Buffalo to cover on this one. I bet. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Buffalo too. Um Miami has a good squad themselves and to uh <clears throat> I think it was what last week had a career day and yeah. uh, looked really good. Um, so I was impressed by that on him. Um, since he's been in the NFL, I've never been completely sold on Tua. Don't get me wrong. I'm more sold on him than uh, Justin Fields. Uh, but I've never been completely sold on him. But last week, he definitely showed some definite promise. So, um, And Miami's got a good squad. They're doing a good job there, no doubt about it. Um, but just with how dominant Buffalo's been to start the year, including last week, uh, it's hard for me not to take Buffalo, at least until I see them have a hiccup game, so to speak. Um, so for those reasons, I'm also going to take Buffalo to cover, um, even though it has the potential to be a good game. Yes, I would agree with you on that one. So then we got Detroit at Minnesota. 
Minnesota is favored by six. Uh, before we actually came on the podcast, officially Colton and I were talking just a little bit. Uh, I do think the Vikings will win. It's a home game. It's a chance to improve to two and zero in the conference or in the division, I should say. Um, I am a bit surprised they gave us the full six points, though, just because Dan Campbell is doing a good job in Detroit. They play tough. They're going to give us their best shot. They played Philadelphia tough in a loss, and we did not play them tough at all. Um, I know sometimes you just have a better game plan against somebody than somebody else, and it's not always indicative of how your game against that team will go. In this case, against the Vikings, just because they played Philadelphia better doesn't mean they'll play us well. Um, I get all that, but I was still a bit surprised they gave us a full six points, even though we are a good home team. So for those reasons, I do think the Vikings will win, um, but I'm going to take Detroit to cover the six, because though I think we'll win, I think it'll be a close game. So I'm going to go Detroit to cover the six-point spread. Um, and that it'll be a closer game than that. Colton? I, I, I agree with you, but I, I, after what I saw last week, I think I was talking to someone yesterday who came in and they said, you never know, they could play like they did week one and I started laughing and like, I don't think they will, but who knows? And I agree with you. Me, Dan Campbell's team is actually playing very well this year. Outside of the loss, week one, I think it was, but even even then, that game was very good. Um, I'm gonna take Detroit for double on this one. I think it'll be close, but I'm just gonna go with double on this one just because I need the points. Okay. And since it's only two of us on right now, we'll just keep rotating who picks first. So this next one, you can pick first again, just to give you a heads up. Um, Then we got Houston at Chicago. Chicago is favored by three points. And go ahead. Didn't Houston have a tie? I think they were the team to have a tie, didn't they? Houston? Yeah, I think they're 0-1-1. Yeah, they tied the Colts, I believe. Um, you you said Chicago's favored by what again? By three points at home. Should be should be ten. Um, uh, this one's easy. Should be easy. I'm gonna take Chicago for this one to cover. Um, yeah, I I got nothing on this one, Elijah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um. I'm a little more torn than I thought I would be at the start of the year. Let's put it that way. I do yeah. think I do think Chicago at this point could potentially be the worst team in the division uh, because I think Detroit is greatly improved, and I think Campbell has them headed in the right direction. As people on here have heard me before, I'm not sold on Justin Fields um, or their offense. Um I think they have the potential to be the worst team in the division, even though we know their defense is always a threat. And Houston um, is actually playing better 
than I expected um, at the start of the year. I, and they tied the Colts. Granted, the Colts aren't doing as well as I thought they would. Um, but no, that Davis, uh, that quarterback Mills, uh, he's actually been fairly impressive um, in his young career, in my opinion. Um, and they lost to Denver 16 to nine in Denver. So they played Denver close. They tied the Colts. Um, so I think they're. Though I don't, I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs or anything crazy like that. Um, I think they're better than what people might think as a team. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those weird feeling games that Houston might pull a rabbit out of their hat, so to speak. It sounds crazy, but I am all about gut feelings, and sometimes when you have them, you've got to take a chance. So I am actually going to take Houston for double and see what happens. For no other reason other than, yeah, I think they're better than people think, and I also am not big on fields or their offense, um, but I also have this weird gut feeling. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to take Houston for double. I'm still giving Justin field. Yeah, fields a chance, man. I'm still. Oh, I'm not giving. I mean, I'm not ready to write off his career. I'm just saying to this point. um, To this point, uh, he reminds me a lot of Tyrod Taylor. Like he potentially could be a. uh, And I'm not saying Chicago's going to do this anytime soon, of course. Um, But I'm saying I think he could turn into be, yeah, he starts for a little bit, turns into be a solid backup for somebody that, you know, can start in an emergency. But I still don't think he's going to be a long-term starting quarterback. I just don't – I could be wrong, but I don't see it happening. No, Tyrod Taylor, he's already been in the league for a while. So, I mean, though it wouldn't be as good as Fields wanted being a high draft pick, um, you know, you could still have a solid career if you could even be as good or as steady as Tyrod Taylor has been and be a consistent backup that can start if you need him to. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's too early to write his, off his career. I'm just saying that's kind of who he reminds me of at this point is Tyrod Taylor. Um, for. But I honestly think some people might criticize me for this. That's just what I see. I think Tyrod Taylor is more of a ceiling on what he potentially could be. Um, I think he could be even worse than Taylor potentially. But anyway, uh, that's besides the point. All right. Uh, then we got Green Bay at Tampa Bay. And I'm just curious if this spread has changed at all. Again, we're going to keep it. At what I had written down, Tampa Bay at the time was favored by one. They're actually favored by one and a half now. They okay. gave them a, they actually gave them an extra half point, but we're going to go with the one point. Um, this game's tricky for me, too, because Green Bay, like Minnesota's, put out one really bad game and one very good game, um, just in reverse order. Um, and Tampa Bay has been having their own struggles. We know they're a dang good team. We know they got a dang good roster. 
Um, but they've definitely been having their struggles, including the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, I disagree on that. Is that at home, though? I do think it'll be a really good game, but I am... Hmm. Actually, you know what? I was planning to take Tampa Bay in this one initially, but it's also another weird gut-feeling game for me. So I'm actually, though I was expecting to take Tampa Bay, I'm having another weird feeling, so I'm actually going to take Green Bay for double in this one. Okay, Colton. Give me a second here. I'm trying to look something up here. Um, we have a couple of guys out for this game. It might be a little tough for Aaron. Uh, Kyle does, has an illness. He's questionable, but likely to play. And Watson is listed as questionable and out today. Um, I hear we might be getting back to no. Watson, just so you know, is officially out. Oh, I know. They put him on. I'm just letting everybody know. They put him on injured reserve, so he's out a minimum of four weeks. No, that was – no, Watson is not on injured reserve. He's out. The one you're thinking of is Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I said Watkins. Oh, I thought you said Watson. Oh, if I did say Watson, I meant Watkins. And I thought you were talking about Watkins, but you're talking about Watson. Yep. Oh, okay. So my bad. I apologize to the listeners' miscommunication. But yeah, Sammy Watkins is on injured reserve and is out a minimum of four weeks. And you said what about Watson now? He's questionable? He's questionable with a hamstring injury and is not going to play. Rendell Cobb has an illness. I've seen that this morning. And he's going to be playing. And I think it was either yesterday or today I've seen that. Sashiari is expected to play today, but might not because they're still playing it safe with his injury, which I actually like because I think our O-line has been good at times for Rodgers. Um, what was the point spread again, Elijah? One point when I had it written down. It's one and a half. I just looked that up. But. Yeah, I just, I, that's what I said at the start. It's changed to one and a half, but just like we did with the other game, we're keeping it at what I had written down, and that's one point. I will say this about Brady, and, and then I'll get into the, the game against Green Bay. Brady is wrong about his opinion on the suspension of Mike Evans. He, I was listening to... Serious XM, and they played a clip of him saying that Mike Evans should not get should not get suspended for his altercation last weekend. Brady's kind of wrong on that opinion. I think everyone can agree with me on that. I disagree with you. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there right now. It's not because. He didn't do something, and they have a history of this, Evans and Lattimore, which I think is a big reason for the suspension. 
that Lattimore started that and Evans just came to defense of one of his players. That's why I don't think it should be a suspension. All he was doing was defending one of his players who Lattimore was getting into it with. So, no, I don't think Evans should be suspended, but that's just me. And Grady has his star ride wide receiver out for one game. Grady has been up and down this year, well, to begin this season. And you can blame it on his O-line, can blame it on his struggles, but early on, I watched two Grady games already this year, just on the TV, and to start, to, oh, I can't talk, to start a game, Grady has been slow to hit his wide receivers and stuff like that. I think it's going to come to haunt him because our defense has been playing lights out outside of the Vikings game. Um, but give me Green Bay for double on this one. Okay. And I will add I am tempted to change my pick to Tampa Bay with the injuries, but again I'm gonna stick with my gut and I'm not I, gonna and I'm not gonna change it. I am still going with Green Bay. But. I don't think the injuries are gonna be as impactful as some people think. We only have one rookie out, and Juwan Winfrey is moved up to the active roster. And I think, if memory serves me correctly, I think he played last year, didn't he? I don't know if it was for us. Yeah, I'm not a Packer guy, so... um... Like I said, I don't know if it was for us, though, but the name sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know if he's a rookie either. He had one catch against 17 yards for against the Vikings week one. Um, and in his career, he has nine catches for 75 yards. Could be good, but I, like I said, I don't think the injuries are going to be as impactful as people think. And with Bakhtiari back playing today, hopefully, I think our O-line is going to be very good to stop their defense. Well, yeah, Winfrey, sorry to interrupt, I didn't mean to. Winfrey has been with the Packers since 2020. Um, He was a sixth-round pick of the Broncos in 19, but a shoulder injury derailed a strong start, um, and then Green Bay picked him up. Um, And then they, you know, cut him this – with the cut down, but then he must have what got put on their practice squad. Yeah, he got put on their practice squad, and they just moved him up. Yeah, yesterday or something. Okay, so well, he he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he has a few catches in his career. Yeah. Um, I think the receiver thing will hurt, just because, as you know, and what I've already seen, I still think you guys are struggling at receiver. Um, I don't get me wrong. I think some of these young guys could become good, but at this point, I think it's still a weakness um, until proven otherwise. Although last week they played better, I will give them that. Um, but anyway, yeah, with uh, Watkins out because he was pretty good last week, I thought. Yep. And Cobb being out that could hurt. But uh, oh, he's questionable, you think? Questionable, but according to Schaffner, he he is 
more than likely going to play. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I just uh, – That's why I was just – I was just remembering wrong on him, but either way, you got a um, couple guys who could be out. Um, so anyway, moving on, we got the Los Angeles Rams at Arizona, and the Rams. Uh, when I wrote it down, they were favored by three and a half, and they are still favored by three and a half in this one. Um. So, yeah, in this one, uh, Arizona, I know they beat my other team, the Raiders, last week after the Renfro fumble, but I think the Rams have the better team. Arizona's having their struggles, especially on defense. Um, I think the Rams will get it done on the road, so I'm going to take the Rams to cover the three and a half. And go ahead, Colton. It's a good thing Ethan ain't on this morning because I don't think – don't quote me on it, guys. I don't think his team is going to make the playoffs this year just by the way they're playing because, honestly, they normally are playing this bad late in the season when they're doing very well, and they did that last year, but I I don't know. I'm going to take the Rams on this one. And the Rams have the team and could potentially make it back to the Super Bowl, but I don't foresee that happening. Okay. Then the last one we did, um, which has already taken place, was the Gophers at Michigan State. The Gophers continued their dominance even now in a conference game. And they went into East Lansing and put on quite the show. They beat Michigan State 34-7. to um, Gophers, by the way, were favored by three on the road. And the Gophers won 34-7. to And uh, I believe, let me look at the text to make sure, or maybe you remember, Colton, but I believe, because I hadn't written it down yet because I didn't have the notes in front of me, but all of us took the Gophers except Scott, correct? I am currently looking at that right now. Um, I know I took the offer. God, the Gophers, Sorry. Um, Scott took Michigan for double, and you took the Gophers, and yeah, all of us but Scott took the Gophers. Okay, so we all got a point there, except Scott. Yep. Okay. Okay, so let me just get this down. And then I'll go through some stats quick. Well, I write, oh, actually, no, I can do it. All right. So the Gophers won 34 to 7. Um, Tanner Morgan came out and had a great day. I kind of expected him to um, because Michigan State's defense is uh, not very good, uh, especially against the pass this year. Uh, so Tanner Morgan was 23 of 26, 
for 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. We also had 10 different players with at least one catch. Um, So despite our best receiver going down for the year the week before, uh, we could put on quite the show. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, 22 carries, 103 yards, a touchdown. Trayson Tox, 13 carries, 72 yards. Um, so we had the running attack. Like I said, we had 10 different guys with at least one catch. Mike Brown, Stevens led the team with six catches for 73 yards. Daylon Wright had three catches for 54. Daniel Jackson had three catches for 42, but two touchdowns. Um, And then uh, on defense, well, so here, this will show you the total domination. We had 508 yards of total offense. Michigan State had 240, and a lot of the 240 came on their last drive. For quite a while, they were at like 160, 180. And on their touchdown drive where they scored with 18 seconds left, a lot of that came on that drive. So it's a little bit skewed, but we still totally outplayed them. Uh, We had 268 passing yards. They had 202. We had 240 rushing yards, and they only had 38. Um, We had 32 first downs to their 14. We were 10 of 12 on third down. That'll win you a lot of games. Michigan State was two of eight. We ran a total of 74 plays to their 45. We lost, each team lost one fumble, but we also picked them off twice. And here's the other huge stat. We had the ball for 42 minutes and 29 seconds. They had the ball for 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive right there. Um, so, I don't know if you saw any of the game, but, yeah, it was just total domination again by the P.J. Flux squad. And uh, they're rowing it strong right now. They're rowing the boat strong. Um, I think this might be the best team we've had in a long time, and we've had some good ones under P.J., but I think this might be the year they can win the Big Ten West and get to the conference championship game. No, I did not catch any of the game because I was at work. Okay. So, yeah, just total domination. Next week they play at home against Purdue. Um, It's the Gophers' homecoming game, so I'm hoping they can keep up their strong play and not have a game like they did last year. Um, If I remember right, their homecoming game last year was Bowling Green, and and that's the game we got embarrassed after being 38 and a half point favorites or whatever the heck it was. Um, Elijah. Yeah. I have a memory on my Facebook memories. I was half tempted to to share it and tag you again because one of those one of those sites I follow is a post about the Packers, the Brewers, the uh, Badgers, and stuff, and they were making they were making fun of the golfers. And I was really half tempted to share it and tag you, but I didn't because they did post about it, and it was Bowling Green that you guys played against last year, and you guys lost in a pretty bad fashion. Yeah, yeah, that was that was 
embarrassing to say the least last year. But, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that with this year's squad. It is Minnesota sports, so maybe I shouldn't assume anything. But I do really think this is a legit squad this year, and I think they proved that against Michigan State. Um, so we'll see what happens. To try to win the Big Ten West, though, um, those last three games are going to be quite the test for us to see. We're home against Northwestern, home against Iowa, and out of Wisconsin the last three games. So that'll, uh, that could, depending how the rest of the conference season goes, that could determine, um, you know, who wins the conference for sure. I know Noah didn't answer other than that he overslept. I am going to take this moment to try calling him up one more time in case we can get him. Um, and if we can't, then uh, he can either text his picks or um, I can call him later. But let me see if he answers here. Gotcha. Darn, I really wanted to talk about the Vikings, man. All right, still no answer. So go ahead and say what you wanted to about the Vikings. Whether it's questions for me, whether it's statements, whatever you got, Colton. The mic is yours. <laughs> no, I just wanted to talk about the Vikings game. That's about it. I just wanted to get more into the Vikings game and talk about last week. That was it. But I'd let you go first since you're the avid Vikings fan. Yeah. So. As people know, I always have been and still will be a big Kirk Cousins fan. I will, I'm not going to make excuses for him last week. Um, other than that, you win as a team, lose as a team, and there's plenty of people that did not look good. It's not just Cousins. But I'm not going to let him off the hook. He had a terrible game. There's no denying that. I'm not going to deny that. Because um, even though I like Cousins, I can admit when <clears throat> he has a really bad game. Um, the O-line looked the worst they've looked in a long time. Um, but eat, despite that, you shouldn't just be throwing balls up for grabs yep. off your back foot um, like he did multiple times, uh, which led to picks. Honestly, he threw three picks, and it could have been six. He had that many bad throws. So, no, Cousins needs to learn from those mistakes. Um, to Philadelphia's credit, they had an absolutely great game plan. So besides getting into the Vikings' mistakes and poor play, um, I also give credit where it's due, and I'm going to give Philadelphia a lot of credit because they came into that game, they had a way better game plan than we did. Um, they blitzed the heck out of Kirk Cousins. And even though in his past he had been very good against Philadelphia, they showed that statistic. Um, yeah, he he had a very poor game. Like I said, the line was not good. 
Kirk Cousins was not good. Uh, Irv Smith dropped an easy touchdown, which I'm not saying we would have won the game, but just like the Watson drop against the Vikings, um, you know, it could potentially it could have potentially had a totally different field of the game. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, it would have been I think 21-14. We also get the ball up first after half. The game could have felt a lot different, but after that. Everything went to heck. Our defense was already not playing well. Granted, they didn't allow any points the second half. So, like I said, if Arvin Smith catches that touchdown, we could be potentially talking about a different game. But regardless, it wasn't good. But I've I've always said, because it's the truth, you learn a lot more about yourself after a loss than you do a win. You have to go through adversity once in a while to learn who you really are. And so losing, obviously you want to win every game, but losing is actually better for you to learn from than a win. So I want to see how we react after a loss. We're back at home in front of our crowd and the skull chant and should be rocking. Um, we're playing Detroit, who's an up-and-coming team, but I think – if you play well, you can beat them. Uh, but yeah, it should be a it should be a fun day. I am really curious to see how they use Cook today. I get we got behind, but we also didn't have much of a game plan for him last week. He carried the ball six times. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm all for Cousins throwing the ball more this year because I think he can have a big year. But you need to get Cook more than six carries. Um, regardless of how much you're going to pass, you need to get the ball to cook more than that. Um, so there was a lot of things that didn't go well, and I'm just flat out going to say it. I'm still a big Kevin O'Connell guy. I love what they did with Jefferson that first week moving him around. But we got totally outcoached. We got totally out game planned. We got totally outplayed. There's no way around it. I'm just being honest. That's the way it was. And also... And I'm assuming you'll probably agree on me with me on this. I think this was a combination of the game plan as well as Kirk Cousins, but they were trying to force the ball to Jefferson way too much. Yep. They could have thrown to other open receivers at times, and they continuously forced it to Jefferson. And I think that's partially on the coaches and partially on Cousins. I don't think you can solely blame one of them. No. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, – they were forcing the ball way too much. So, anyway, there's my few-minute rant on the Vikings. Um, our defense was way too soft. It reminded me in the first half, I should say, we didn't give up any points the second half. But it reminded me way too much of Mike Zimmer's defense in the end, and that needs to change. Because you go from being very impressive on offense and defense week one to horrible at both week two. So, It'll be, like I said, you learn more after, about yourself after loss, so I am curious to see how they respond to adversity. But anyway, I'll let you say whatever you want to say now. I I honestly think if you have Devontae Adams as your wide receiver, you try and get him the ball more so than you do Justin Jefferson. Would you agree with me on that? Would you Would you agree on me on that, Elijah. Um, when what you just said about them trying to get the ball to Justin Jefferson, 
I'm pretty sure Adams would make the catches more than Justin would be. And that one where I told you it was not P.I., granted, I didn't, when I rewatched the game, I didn't see it again. But watching it on my phone, I can kind of tell that that was offense or defensive pass interference, and that is the reason why Justin didn't catch that. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Well, thank you for admitting that, because, I mean, you did. I'm glad you at least saw it eventually while we saw that his arm definitely got held. But regardless, there was a lot of mistakes made. No. It, wasn't, it wasn't the difference in the game by any means. Uh, no. I No, I am going to disagree with you because um, I don't remember any quote-unquote, like, true drops, and I could just be remembering wrong because it was a terrible game to watch. I mean – they just had great coverage on him. So, and we know Jefferson is one of the best receivers in football. So, no, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because they're both great receivers. And I, I think they're in the same ballpark, honestly, for being one of the best receivers in football, if not the best. I think they're both right up there. Um, so, no, like I said, some of those he just threw up for grabs and lofted them and, You need to to stop feeding the ball to Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. You guys have different wide receivers. They just need to stop. Yes, I know Justin Jefferson is one of the greatest, if not the greatest wide receiver, just like Adams. You need to stop. You guys got other players that are open that you can throw to. And I honestly think, what, didn't Cook cousin? Yeah, Justin Cook. Sorry. Um, signed a big contract or something like that a couple of years ago to stay with Minnesota, and you guys need to feed him the ball too, just like you guys need to pass the ball more. Yeah. Um, and the thing I will add to that is, I mean, you're agreeing with what I said. You can't force it to Jefferson as much as we did. Now, now if you're use, if you're moving him around like you did against Green Bay. And and getting him open, that's totally different. Yep. But you can't just force the ball to him when he's got when he's got people all over him. Um, and also, I'm going to give Darius Slay a lot of credit too because he played a hell of a game on Jefferson when he was on him. So I'm going to give the Eagles a lot of credit, but Darius Slay in particular because he was lights out. Um, I, I honestly think the the Eagles could win their division. And mind you, that's a crappy division that they're in because, honestly, you don't by, – by default, you get teams that win that basically aren't playing well record-wise in that division. Would you agree? The past couple of years, they haven't had, like, a convincing win like Green Bay, for example. Yeah. I think Philadelphia will win that division, yeah. you know. And, uh, by the way, because you alluded to it, Cook is under contract through 2025 at this point. So he'd be an unrestricted free agent in 2026. Yeah. Like I said, Dalton Cook can be good, but you need to get him going to help him or to feed him the ball or whatever. But like you said, if you move – JJ around, then yeah, go ahead, feed him the ball, do what you want. But when you're not playing too well, and you're trying to over 
older seed JJ and just give him the ball outright, you guys got different wide receivers that are probably open that you could throw to. I haven't actually looked today. Um, is there a noon game on CBS today, too? I'd have to look. For our area? Um, I know sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. It just depends on the week. But I was just curious if we got any CBS games in our area this week for noon. Yeah, I'm working right now, Elijah. Okay. Yeah, I am too. So we'll see who gets there first, I guess. Um, Houston at Chicago, at Chicago. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So. I'm doing play today. Noon on Fox. Yeah, we're the we're the noon Fox game. I get a little bit of time watching the game today. What time do the Packers play? Right after the Vikings. Oh, are they on TV too? Yep. Nice. Fox, I suppose, right? Against Tampa. I will say, I am liking uh, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman. I know you're going to kind of disagree with me on that on Monday night. I think they're doing very well. I don't know what the ratings are showing to them, but honestly, I think they did very good for the Vikings game. Well, to be honest, I uh, I was going to listen to Paul Allen um, because I had heard that um, they're going to start allowing games on iHeartRadio now as long as you're in the listening area. But at least that game, I didn't get it to work. It just gave the same message as usual that due to NFL, whatever, um, you can't listen on iHeartRadio. And I don't have an actual radio in my house, so I wasn't able to listen like I wanted to Paul Allen. With that said, I zoned out Bucket the best I could and just watched the game. Um, I didn't completely have it on mute because I do like Aikman sometimes, but well, more than Buck for sure. Um, but I zoned him out the best I could, and uh, I was already upset regardless. So um, if I if I heard Buck here and there, I mean, I wasn't gonna end my night or anything. Though I don't like him, um, I was already pretty upset with my team. So. Uh, so it was all right. It was all right for one week, but hopefully by next time there on Monday night, I can listen to Paul Allen instead. But hey, come on, man! You gotta get over it. It's in the past, man. You don't talk about me and the Packers winning their Super Bowl in the past. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. What's in the past? Are you t- just this one game? I just oh. said hopefully no, next. No, 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 not that. I'm just saying you're not liking Joe Buck. Man, you gotta get over that, man. Go, go, go and greet the guy at Walmart or something. Give him a handshake. It's not a past thing. It's past, present, and future. I mean, I've never liked him. So no, it's not just an in the past thing. I've never liked him. So realize I'm just giving you crap, right? Yeah, I do, and I'm. I gotta have fun with it too. But uh, <laughs> I do like him for baseball. I have said that before. I think you should stick to baseball, but I do not like him for football. Are they using him for baseball? Because each time I I have baseball recorded on my TV for like ESPN and stuff, but 
Each time they're on on like Sunday night or something, I I haven't heard him. So are they even using him for baseball at ESPN? Uh, well, he was always with Fox before for baseball. Um, but now he won't get to call the World Series because of his move to ESPN. Yeah. And he said that feels really weird to him. But um, but he did make the move, and, you know, that was his choice. But it's a good gig for him. Um, though I don't like him, I I will say – I find his voice annoying in general, whether he's calling baseball or football. With that said, I actually like the insight he gives with calling baseball, so I'm able to listen to him. But I just don't like him for football. Just never have. I honestly don't know if the Vikings are going to show up today against Detroit, but you never know. Like you said, after that loss last week, you never know, but who knows? It's the Vikings, it's Minnesota. There's a reason I choose for Green Bay because, yeah, I I hate them at times, and, yeah, they might have a bad game, but at least they bounce back, and they've been very good under Matt before. And like I said to some people, I could see Green Bay losing three games like they've always done and winning 13 or maybe a 14th game. Who knows? But what's not? What some people don't realize, other than me, and maybe you know this, Chicago has been leading an all-time win in Green Bay. If they win today and Chicago loses, they potentially could tie or take the lead this this year. Yeah, I am aware of that. And, yes, I know they continuously win 13 games with LeFleur. Hats off to them. I don't think they're going to do that this year. Now without Adams and Scantling, I think you guys have enough weaknesses. I think I think it'll be a fight for the division um, between us and Green Bay. I really do. I still think that. We've both, like I said, had one good game, one bad game. Um, but uh, I don't think they'll win 13 games. I think I think whoever wins the division will win it with like around an eleven and six, maybe twelve and five record. Um I think that I think both teams could lose enough games that, you know, it might only take eleven or twelve wins to win the division, but um but I think they I think whoever wins it could do it with an eleven or twelve win each season. Um under Matt LaFleur, they haven't had a back-to-back losing season. And Aaron Rodgers, for what, I think it's been three years since we've had Matt. You mean they haven't had back-to-back losses? Yeah, they haven't had back-to-back losses. You said back-to-back losing season, oh. so I was just correcting that. Sorry. Not back-to-back lo- losing seasons, back-to-back losses. Yeah. Week one, Rodgers is very good after a week one loss and he yep. heard that last week. But I I'm gonna disagree with you that the Vikings are gonna win the division. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Packers fan and because I want to say that. No, I'm saying that because I don't see the Vikings winning that season, winning the division at all. Do I see them making it the play making it to the playoffs? Yes. 
You guys have a new head coach. You guys are still trying to uh, communicate or whatever the word I'm trying to look for is with President O'Connell. Get comfortable, however you want to say it. Yeah. I don't see you guys winning the division, and that proved to me last week, and yes, I know it's one game, one loss. You can say that, but if you lose against the Lions today, I I don't know if the chances go up that they yeah. win the division because no, but if you beat Detroit, you're yeah. two and zero. Then you yeah. then you become two and zero in the division, and yeah. you're in the driver's seat because yeah. even because even if Green Bay also goes two and one. Um, until we play them again, we'll have the tiebreaker because not only did we beat them, but if we beat Detroit, we'll also be 2-0 and in the division, which is also um, a tiebreaker. If if you end up splitting the two games, then they also look at division records. So. Yep. But like I said, I, I just don't know with the Vikings. And I will say this, as it comes down to the last game of the season, well, not last game, but the last game that we play each other, I don't see the Vikings winning that game. Because I did that against the Bears two years in a row, and one year they played the Bears, and that was when they were going to win the division, I believe. Yeah. Chicago had to beat them in order to win the division, I believe. And then the following year, the Vikings needed the Bears to lose so that they could make it into the playoffs. But like I said, I see the Vikings making it to the playoffs, but I don't see the Vikings winning the division. Now we my- also oh go ahead. I was gonna say though we just really quick. We also have different coaches now. Yep. Um, I know Green Bay late in the year is a tough place to play, but. Um, and we'll see. I mean, we don't know what our records are going to be by then, no. so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves by any means. But uh, I think we, I think we could have a good game plan against them late in the year, like we did the first week. But finish your thoughts, though, and then we'll wrap up here pretty soon. Now, mind you, neither one of us and no one else has mentioned this. We don't we don't know if Green Bay is going to be the one seed this year at all. We don't know that because. As you and I have mentioned last year and kind of in the past, NLC is kind of stacked with Brady and others behind him in the NLC, I'm saying. But I could potentially see Green Bay getting the one seed again. And who knows? Maybe they make it to the Super Bowl and maybe they win. Who knows? Who knows, Elijah? Yep. I don't see that happening, but who knows is right. Who knows? All right. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's about it. All right. Good, uh, good lengthy podcast. I appreciate you coming on as always. Uh, so thanks for coming on. Go Vikings, and uh, we'll talk next week. Hopefully, hopefully it actually works this time. Oh, I will. I've got no doubt between the two things I'm doing that it'll work. So. Go pack, go. Go pack. Go, Vikes. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.